My name is Robin Copernicus. Welcome to Metaverse Land Club, the think tank toolkit community for investor entrepreneurs looking to grow generational wealth. That is a mouthful, Anna. And my co-host is Anna Narvaez. Anna, hello. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Doing well. I just realized there's like a little delay with the YouTube too. So I'm like trying to get used to that. But we have a very special episode today because we're going to cover some of the headlines that's been happening this week. And then we will talk about Slate, which I know you're really excited for. And we'll show you a couple previews of Slate. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask in the YouTube. If you're watching this on Facebook, in YouTube, and maybe even the Discord is where we will answer questions. And who, whose doggy is that? mine of course nice okay so let me yeah so today is march 29th and it is pretty much the end of q3 one of the biggest announcements i think we have personally from our team is we just relaunched our website the metaverse land club website it looks amazing in fact let me share my screen and i think sharing my screen will kind of help i hope i don't get like mirrored screen on the on the youtube okay so metaverse land club we have a brand new page and i'm super excited about this page but there's a dark mode and a light mode it has a lot more information so before it was just an opt-in but now it has a lot more information it has an updated roadmap we still have to update the roadmap in the white paper if you haven't seen the white paper yet it is in our discord so definitely check it out what we're actually going to do today is to start checking off where we're done. So we've already raised $80,000 from venture capital. We've already began to hire in-house development team. We have an in-house development team. We have seeded the MLC community with 1,000 Discord members. So this is where we are right now. We haven't been whitelisting for MLC, but we do have launchpad projects that we are whitelisting for. So we're going to talk a little bit about those launchpad projects. All right. Anything from your side, Anna? What's been going on? From my side, what can I say? I took a couple of days off to go to a concert. So I'm just getting back on track on the week. I'm really excited. We well, we worked on the roadmap. We updated that. We've been working on FAQs for all of our projects that we're trying. Well, all of our like, yeah, new projects and new products that we're building to, to I don't know what word to say exactly, but just to Launch. improve to launch out into the Web3 space and help all the project founders and investor entrepreneurs that are looking to get into the space with different tools. Did that help? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Just took the words right out of your head. What we're looking at right now on the background screen, this is actually one of the kind of work in progress for one of the slates that you will have. And then Slate, if you're brand new to Slate, you don't know what Slate is. Slate is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. It's a curate to art market plus NFT gallery, and it's gonna be amazing. If you haven't read the lore yet, I would go check out the story behind Slate. And give me a second. All right, let's go back. Let's talk about the news, Anna. Okay. Yeah, so you put together a bunch of headlines for us. Yes, so we're gonna get started with the headlines with us. We, just to give you a quick overview, we pop up some new headlines that we saw today that may be interesting and we just discuss them a little bit to 
for all, all of us to get on the same page of what's going on in space. So first and foremost, let's talk about the price of Ethereum right now. It's almost at 3,400 and gas, if I'm not mistaken, let me check our bot real quick. It's at 41 wave happening right now, which I guess is not really that bad. What do you have to say, Robin? Yeah, it's been it's been kind of staying at the low end, but we have seen a little bit rise in gas, which is basically kind of telling us that the market might be coming back. I think the Ethereum chart is really interesting, especially this pop up right here. And then it's just been kind of going up. So does this mean that Ethereum is coming back? NFTs are coming back? I think it's still we still you know, have to wait a little bit to see where it goes. I think people are excited about the transition to Ethereum 2.0. So that could be a driver of a price as well. When the invasion, I think on the 24th happened, uh, that was a scary situation for a lot of people for the world. I mean, it, it definitely affected world stability and anytime stability is affected, people want to pull out their investments. They want to hold on to cash. And there was a lot of speculation that crypto would fall, NFTs would fall with the invasion. And I think there was maybe like a dip for about eight hours. And then, you know, we just kind of went back into business. So that's where we are right now. And if you caught the last episode, we talked a little bit about the testing for the transition to Ethereum 2.0. So you got a little bit of information there. What's next on the menu, Anna? Okay, next, there's this very interesting thing that recently happened. Maison, Maison, I don't know, I guess that's French. Maison, ghost hack that happened recently to their Discord. That was a big deal. Yeah, this this was a crazy hack because when the hackers took over the server, so Maison, Ghost, this week, they their Discord was hacked. The hacker took over the Discord and was actually doing an AMA and like pretended that they were the founder and they were doing a mint. It was a free mint, but everyone who interacted with the contract that they were promoting basically got their NFTs wiped out. So a lot of people lost their NFTs. It was pretty savvy. I mean, like the, you know, the, the balls on this person to actually go and, and to scam people with this AMA and, and, and things like that. Hopefully it's caught Speaking yeah. of getting caught, two people so far in the crypto space have been caught for pulling a rug. So the founders of Frost have been caught by the Department of Justice. It was Ethan Wynn. I can't remember the, the other name. Andrew. I don't know. I can't remember the name. Do you remember, Anna? No, no idea, but I guess that's good. I, I saw their involvement and I, I, I saw people that were very happy that the Department of Justice is finally doing, some, doing something about it, I guess. Yeah, this is crazy because so it's it's they're, they're essentially kids, right? I mean, they're 20 years old. I, I don't know when you would stop differentiating between an adult and a kid, but I think 20 is like still in the in the spectrum of still being a kid. And they did this heist. They got a million dollars and then they were actually about to do it again. They were trying to do it with a different project. Can't remember the end of the, the name of the project. It's like Enders or, or something like that. It's at the tip of my tongue, but they were caught. They were caught because it's really difficult to hide things on the blockchain. You know, you can interact with different wallets. And if you're KYC anywhere along the chain of the process, you will get caught. So hopefully, as long as people are reporting these scams to IC3, 
and you know after maybe after this video put a link to ic3 in the description if people are reporting these scams to ic3 then there's a chance that they will get caught it was interesting because i was reading this article and in the article it said that it was so easy to find these two culprits because the blockchain is is so transparent the person that was behind the case they said that normally for a crime like this it would take months maybe even a year to to get an arrest and they were able to do it in a couple of weeks. So if you're thinking about scamming people, just don't do it because you're probably going to get caught. Robin, what exactly is the IC3? IC3? IC3, this is this is, you know what, here, let me share my screen again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth from sharing my screen to not sharing my screen because that way our videos are a little bit bigger and you guys can see our face. But IC3 is the internet crime complaint center. And they are responsible for investigating crimes that happen over the internet. And this is the, yeah, this is the agency that actually caught the, the two people behind Frosties. So if you see something, if you get scammed, if you, if you're, if you've been part of a rug pull, definitely go report it to IC3. The more people that report it to IC3, again, when you do report it to IC3, like IC3 wants to take on these cases because they're so easy to solve, right? So so definitely make sure you go to IC3. Now What's next, Anna? I'm sorry, we, go ahead. Now we know what to do, right? I wasn't aware even that I could yeah. report it somewhere. Anyways, next we have the Walking Dead box release. What do you have to say? I'm not really aware of what's going on, so. Ooh, sure. this, this is a good one. Let's actually go to OpenSea and look at this up. So Gala Games, they're coming out with what they call the Voxverse. So it's a voxel-based metaverse. And right now they're selling avatars. This is the third series, the Walking Dead series. So you see right here, Vox Collectibles, this is the first one. Then Mirandis, which is also a Gala game. This was a second series. And then they have the Walking Dead. So with the Vox just really quickly, what you're gonna be able to do with this is if you pair your Vox with a different asset within a game, the combination or the pair could give you more utility. So it could either be more powers, more something, right? So with Mirandis, like if you own a Seafarer Vox and you also own a Seafarer Exemplar and you combine those two, then it will give you more privileges than just owning one by itself. Right. So they're so every game that they're coming out with, they're essentially releasing as a Vox series. This week, yesterday, they just launched the Walking Dead Vox for the Walking Dead game. And they made a huge mistake. And the huge mistake that they made is some of the people that were allowed to mint these Vox boxes. So it's going to be a pre-reveal. This is a essentially an 1155 token. Um, and then you're going to be able to turn this in once you reveal it. You're going to be turn. You're going to be able to turn it into a seven two one token to see exactly what you got, right? So it could be a Walker, it could be Michonne, it could be any one of those characters. Anyway, so what happened is when people were minting, Gala accidentally sent a few more Vox boxes than they were supposed to. So, you know, someone went to go mint one and they got a couple extra Vox boxes. So immediately they started dumping it on OpenSea which made the price of the box i've seen it as low as 0.84 i'm not sure exactly how low it's gone today mm, but i have seen it at 0.84 yeah if we just scrape this down you could probably see it but these are 0 0.82 0 0.83 but these are pretty much 0.81 these are pretty much going for mint price 
or a little bit less than mint. I think mint was 0.88. So we're going for a little bit less than mint. So this is your alpha for the day. This is, if, if this is something that speaks to you, it might be something that you want to look into. But Gala Games definitely how, has exa how exactly could OpenSea, how could that even happen? I mean, how could they release more than they were supposed to? Was there an error, like an error in the contract or what exactly could have happened? Yeah, it could be just a very simple error in the contract, right? You could have one formula that says, hey, if you're, for example, I think the max limit to mint, mm -hmm. and and it could be possible that that was the send amount anytime you minted one, oh. right? It could be just like one little error that someone overlooked, and these small little errors can cost millions of dollars. So a, a big company like Gala Games, if they're making errors like this, anyone can make errors like this. So it's really important whenever you're getting into an NFT project and you're doing something like this to, to at least have it in the back of your head that everything can go wrong. And if everything does go wrong, how will you fix that? Okay, I see. Okay, yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so next in the headlines, we have, we wanted to share some alpha for Zero X Allow actually. Ooh, zero X allow. Okay, so us at FSW three. For those don't, that don't know, FSW three is our Web three design studio, and it's paired with MLC and paired with a bunch of different companies, so we can kind of bring this whole experience with Web three. But we just re uh, launched a brand new service called Zero X Allow. So if you're an NFT project founder and you're trying to build a whitelist for your project. This is the tool to let you do it. In fact, we are going to start using this today to start registering the people who have whitelist for Slate. So we already talked about Slate. So if you actually go to um, zeroxallow.com forward slash Slate, it'll take you to the whitelist registration. To be able to get on or to be able to register for the whitelist, you have to meet these requirements and it will check to see if you meet them. One of them is to make sure you have the relevant roles in the Discord. So right now, the relevant role is you have to have the whitelist role in the Discord. If you have that role, then you will be entered into the whitelist. And this tool is actually going to be available for other project owners as well. It'll have an affiliate program. So if people are looking for a allow list registration for their NFT project, then this is probably the project to do it. If you, if, if there, anyone's actually watching or listening, if you guys know a project owner that could use something like this, we'll actually hook you up with a pretty fat commission if you can set set that business up as well. So that's Xerox Allow. That's one of the FSW3 projects we have. FSW3 is full stack web three. And there will be more FSW3 projects where MLC token holders will also get access to that. So... Yeah. What, what do you think of this, this business line? You, you actually helped tremendously to get the copyright and we're still working on the homepage. Well, I, I think it's pretty badass if it's not obvious yet that this was all in-house built. Like we have an amazing team that really made this happen. And it's just amazing whatever they, I think it's, it was just Jesus, right? All credits go to for the, For this, yeah. Most of it is from Jesus. Some of the, the design, let's see. Yeah, for, oh, for those that, so it's like, who's Jesus, right? So Jesus is kind of 
the PM on our team. If we had a CTO, that would probably be the closest person to a CTO. He's not technically a CTO yet, but definitely working his way up there. This site is really cool because as soon as you accomplish all these steps, it'll kind of walk you through it. It helps the person. What we have to do, like you can add your own media so you can show off your NFC project, et cetera. We're going to add a, a little accordion FAQ section that should be hopefully up by tonight. So yeah, let's see. Okay. All so, right, back to headlines. Next, we have the big headline for April. The Murakami flowers are dropping soon. Yes. So let me let me refresh this page. So if you guys are looking at my page, let me actually make this a little bit bigger. Takashi Murakami is finally releasing his project. And this is what it's going to look like. I'm a little iffy about this. I'm not yeah, sure. I, like this. I, I was expecting like the traditional flowers, but I guess these kind of look like kind of trony, like from the movie Tron, <laughs> or like Tron. Uh, uh -huh, that one, and like the Ready Player One kind of looks dope, I guess. So, Takashi Murakami is definitely you know one of the most prolific artists of our time. He's let's see. I, I would say he's comparable to like our modern time. Well, Andy Warhol is modern, but our Andy Warhol, right? So his first project that was out was with a collaboration with RTFKT on the Clone X. And just having Murakami on your project, I mean, that's huge. Like Murakami, again, you know, he, he designed albums for Kanye West. He designed purses for Louis Vuitton. He's huge, right? So he's coming out with... This is his own NFT collection. So before it was a partnership with RTFKT, but now this is his very first NFT collection. And if you own one of the Clone X, then you are already on the whitelist for the pre-sale and the pre-sale price is going for 0 0.07 Ethereum and the public is 0.1. And I think this is gonna sell out really fast. And hopefully Murakami Flowers will be a catalyst for a boom in the NFT market, I think. Let's see, it's still to be seen. What we don't do over here is we don't read websites. So you can go to the website yourself and take a look at it, but it definitely needs to be on people's radar because this is one of the bigger mints that we can all look forward to. Cool, now I, now I see the relationship with how the influence this project can eventually have for the entire market. Yeah, so I feel like owning one of these is sort of, part of being in the membership for Murakami, right? So if Murakami has any other drops, then the people who own one of these flowers are gonna be the first ones to get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you planning on getting one, Anna? I mean, I, I guess I had to see exactly the reveal. Right now what I'm looking at doesn't really, it's not really appealing, but I don't know if that's what we're getting. So we'll see. I will agree with you that it is a little underwhelming. It is a little underwhelming, but knowing Takashi Murakami, I feel like this is just on the surface. There's probably some kind of more, there's there's going to be more to it. So we'll see how this goes. This is definitely on my radar. Cool. So All right. next in line, we're talking about the board ape and mutant ape die. This was interesting. So this has been going around on Twitter and actually opened up the page. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, this this wallet address here. So if you look, this wallet has a board ape 
and a mutant ape, and he sold it for $115 and $25 to this wallet. So there's a lot of speculation, like what's going on. Some people are saying this is tax evasion. Other people are saying that he's just transferring it. Who knows? But it was definitely something um, interesting to see in the stream that it got sold for this much. And then I saw a news headline for this. I'm sorry. I actually saw a news headline for this on my own media, and I thought like, eh, like I I've seen this happen. Like people go crazy when this kind of things happen. Like it actually makes the headlines. You know, I guess it's a lot of money. But it also makes a lot of sense that people probably this is the same person transferring to themselves, right? Yeah. Well, so for me, I think what's plausible, and I'll tell you why it's plausible, but I think this person could be viewforming and pretty much just trying to get attention on the apes that this person owns. And the reason why I say this is because the prices that he put in die are very peculiar, right? These are essentially floor prices, like 115 Ethereum, not die. 115 Ethereum is the floor price for Basie. 25 Ethereum is around the floor price for Macy. So it looks like that this person made a mistake and it becomes newsworthy. So I think, at least for me, what's more plausible is this person is likely view farming. They did this on purpose just to get more attention on their Basie and Macy. Okay. Like, I guess that's pretty smart, right? Everyone's looking at it. We're looking at it. I guess so. I don't know. It's something. It's definitely something. All right. Next in line, we're, we saw a headline for that there was a Decentraland Fashion Week. I yes. Anything, but let's talk about it. Yeah. So Dolce, Dolce Gamana, Tommy Hilfiger, Giuseppe. And the only reason I know how to pronounce Giuseppe is because of Young Thug because his, in his music he's always yelling out Giuseppe Giuseppe Giuseppe. So that's hey, have you ever seen Giuseppe? No, no idea. It was really fun to say. But, but yeah, yeah that, that, that name is Italian. I guess it kind of. I I guess I could have said known how to say it. They make really loud shoes. Loud is probably the best way that I can explain it. So, oh, I can, so you're yeah. doing good. <laughs> it's something like it's something that Rosalia would definitely wear. But Decentraland, yeah, they celebrated their first metaverse virtual fashion week. And they had a lot of big time players that were actually involved. So this is, I guess, somewhat interesting. Okay. Those outfits look crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't they don't really look appealing to me. It looks like something that I don't know, maybe like a a kindergartner put together maybe yeah. a kindergartner didn't put together all right what is next next we have that ukraine launched an nft museum to keep the memory of war yes so so this is interesting ukraine has an nft museum and they've launched 54 nfts to commemorate the largest events during the war since February 24th. And it's interesting that they're doing this. Their, their Department of Digital Transformation is also taking cryptocurrency investments, which is also interesting because if you look at natural, natural disasters that have happened in the past, so there was a big hurricane in Haiti, for example, and the Red Cross just couldn't move enough money in time to help people in Haiti. But with crypto, you can get money there instantly. And I think this is one of the first wars where people can actually vote with their dollars and support who they want to support with a donation using crypto. 
Interesting. I, I didn't even think about it that way. Like people, I guess this is the cleanest, most transparent way people can actually make a donation, right? That's one. That Yes, absolutely. As long as it's going to the right people. Where, where I think it's a little iffy, and I'm not sure exactly how to feel about this, and I'll kind of share some of the things that I've seen from my childhood, but a lot of times when people are making these NFTs that commemorate different things, like it's, it, it, I don't know if it's like profiteering off of someone else's misery or, or how you explain it. Like, like you're actually seeing NFTs pop up of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. That's pretty interesting. But then thinking about this, I kind of went back to my childhood and I remember, and I'm sure, actually not sure how to feel about this either, but I remember from my childhood during Desert Storm, if you went to a gas station, they actually had Desert Storm trading cards. So it was like, it was like a pack of baseball cards that you would buy. And when you go buy it, you open it and it has like Colin Powell as George Bush. It has all these different people that are like, like trading cards and people would sell these. If you went to Washington, D.C., there would be carts and carts of, of people on the National Mall selling bracelets with, you know, soldiers that have fallen with their names on it and all these different things. So it's something that we've actually always been doing. And now we're just using NFTs for it. Mm. I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. I think it really depends on the intention at the end of the day. If the intention is to like commemorate, to, to honor, you know, maybe they're using that, the, the, the proceeds to actually fund reconstruction or do something like that. Yeah. That's probably noble, but if you're doing it just because you're an opportunist and trying to milk this recent thing, then I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's hard. First, it's hard to tell really the intentions because as we can all see, being rock pulled is easier than expected if you don't look at the signs, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just hope that it is good intentions. Yes. All right, let's look at the next piece. Okay, next piece, we have the Liverpool Football Club launched their NFT collection. Yes. So they're actually launching their NFT collection in association with Sotheby's. Sotheby's will be auctioning these off and... You know, now here you see sports NFTs in a fine art auction institution. And this is interesting. I wonder how much these will go for because this is a very notable brand that a lot of people are connected to, right? Like I've actually seen how impactful sports NFTs have been for people to... It's like the buy-in I've seen for a lot of people that they're like, I'm not really into NFTs, but I love the... The game or like like for example the nba nfts i know so much people that only got in because of that nft collection and they own it so it's a big deal so you're saying sports nfts are are creating adoption for NF- the nft space definitely definitely yeah yeah uh, one of the cool things about this liverpool nft the liverpool football club is that 50 percent of the proceeds are actually going to go to the LFC Foundation for community support. Yeah, that's good. Cool. What's what's yeah, and then that collection launches tomorrow. So good timing. Very nice. Then we had the DOJ talk about rock pools, but I guess we already went through that. So we're skipping over to the loop ring. Yeah, I'm gonna need your help with that one to get an introduction. Oh, 
Okay. So also recently in the news is Loopring. Loopring is a layer two chain that sits on top of Ethereum. And the reason why it's on the news is because GameStop is looking to start its NFT marketplace with Loopring. So Loopring has gone up in value and GameStop has gone up in value. And it's kind of interesting because originally, I think when GameStop was looking to get into NFTs, they were first looking at Immutable X. So I wonder if this is a change or if this is going to be a cross-chain compatibility thing. And if it was a change, what's the reason for the change? Yeah. <laughs> One thing I didn't actually mention with Slate, some alpha, if you guys have been looking at the screen, then you know what the mint date is and you know what the mint price is. And actually speaking about Slate, maybe this is a good transition to start talking about Slate. Nice. Is there is there any questions in the discord or anything i think we have a list of questions too so if you just want to talk about the no active questions going on right now but we can definitely just talk about the questions we prepared hopefully we can discover and if anyone has any questions please leave them either on the discord or the atrium i'm monitoring those channels yeah in the meantime i will just like kind of show some previews of slate this is this is part of the slate world so you'll be able to showcase your nfts here you can fix the orientation either portrait or landscape and it will just look good uh, once you put it in but yeah what are some questions anna okay so first and foremost what is slate good question okay so slate is a massively multiplayer online role-playing game Essentially, in its core, it's an NFT gallery. That's the very first thing that you're going to get with Slate. You're going to get an NFT gallery where you can showcase your NFTs. And then eventually, as we hit critical mass, we will start building out more experiences, um, things like treasure hunts. It'll be massively multiplayer where you can go explore other people's Slate. It is part role-playing game, so there's some lore behind it. So again, if you haven't read the stories in our medium, definitely go check that out. I think it's pretty intriguing. So this is Slate. One of the cool things about Slate is when we launch Slate, we are going to be building this with the community. That means that people in the community will have a say on what they want to see in Slate. So for example, one of the polls that we had in the little whitelist chat that we have for people who are already whitelisted. And um, one of the polls was, what kind of slate do you want? Would you prefer an indoor slate or an outdoor slate? We're doing all different kinds of slates, but most people surprisingly actually wanted indoor slates. So, so slate in a nutshell is, well, it's, it's so much more than that, right? It's so much more than an NFT gallery. It's also a curate to earn game. There will be chances to win NFT rewards based on different things that you do in the game. And it is also an art market. It'll give you a chance to broker art deals, find brand new artists. This is going to be an awesome place to, to hang out. Yeah, every single day I hear like Slate is doing this. And the next day Slate is doing this and that. Like every single day you add something new. <laughs> it all sounds so super excited. I'm super happy of how we've developed the story and the mechanics of how all this fits together. Because yeah, we are doing some cool things. For example, a lot of the slates that you will have access to, they don't necessarily all have the same aesthetics or the same feel. There will be something that unifies all the slates together, and we'll kind of go into that a little bit later. But that's going to that's gonna give us a lot of 
I guess, options to be as creative as possible, especially when we're doing collaborations. You know, imagine, imagine doing the collaborations with the family guy, for example, where we create a metaverse out of something out of their world, you know, or another artist that has something. So yeah, I think, I think once we start building these out, it's going to be amazing. And this week, actually, you're, you're already going to get to see Slate in action. So for a lot of people that are joining the whitelist, one of the common questions is what are you doing to promote Slate? So one thing that we're doing is we're planning a media tour. We will be going on different podcasts, on different blogs to promote it. This will happen mostly after the mint. This is going to be a slow mint. And we're going to really just focus on delivering a lot of value as possible. But once this NFT is minted, it's not going to be a long wait before you get your slate. You'll be able to get your slate pretty quick. You'll be able to start updating it. And we have all these different types of slates. I don't know if I should start going into this, Anna. I'm actually really excited. So I'm going to talk about one slate that we're working on. And let me actually have a video. This is probably going to be one of the coolest slates because this slate, we call it the maze. And there are different places where you'll be able to put your NFTs. But the thing is, this is a game because every time you walk into your maze, it's going to be a different path every single time. It's going to change. And when you share your maze with your friends, they can play the game and they can earn rewards as well. So not only do you get to show, you know, show off your NFTs, you're earning rewards, you're sharing it with your friends, they're earning rewards, and this will help spread the word for Slate, which should benefit people who have the early NFT as well. So yeah, so this is going to be really cool because each of these grids, the way we constructed it, each it's pretty much made out of 10 by 10 by 10 blocks, and we have an algorithm that will change it maybe even possibly bring it to another dimension. We'll talk a little bit about that later, um, but it'll essentially change the pathways for how to do this. And every single day, there'll be a new challenge where you can go and you can try to get all the art to win different rewards. Okay. That's, I mean, that sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> all right. I'm excited. Okay. What else do we have? Okay. Now let's talk about the team behind Slate. Do you want to introduce them? Yes. So Slate, again, is an MLC project. And pretty much this is being supported by FSW3, which is our Web3 design studio. So we have some badass artists working on this project. Like if you're actually looking at this, this is this is fine art in itself. If you're looking at some of these other pieces, I mean, this is fine art, right? And we have a master 3D environment desi designer who has a lot of experience doing real life architecture. So he knows all the science behind it. He has a master's degrees. He's pretty much, you know, he's, he, I see him as like a genius artist and I can't wait to just bring out more projects. We also have Elian on the project. Elian, he's really creative. And I think one of the benefits of having Elian on this project is he's someone that is actually going to use slate right so he's a sneakerhead. when he um, showed us his portfolio he had different 3d models of different sneakers and what elian's going to do is elian's going to create some cool toys for us some cool avatars some cool spaces so depending on the type of nfts you have there's all these different types of nfts right you have fine art nfts that you can get on foundation you have pfp and pfps are profile pictures 
I think it's like picture for proof or profile picture, but these are like your, you know, board ape yacht club, um, PFPs or your Macy PFPs. Then you have your utility membership NFTs. And sometimes these are like in a display case. So it'll be like a credit card that's revolving. And then you have land. Land will be a grid. So if you're looking at sandbox land or land from Axie Infinity is usually a grid. And what we're actually doing is we're building all these different spaces for these niche specific NFTs. That way it doesn't look weird like sharing your fine art place with a membership NFT, right? That's This is why most people like to hide all their NFTs on OpenSea and put everything on the hidden folder just because it, it looks like a mess when it's mm -hmm. out there. But for us, you know, let's say you have 3D voxel assets, right? Let's say you, you own shoes from the sandbox or you own um, a Snoop Bulletproof vest. You will be able to display these in your slate in a special place that's made for 3D voxel assets where you can actually interact with these. And this is how we can kind of keep each slate separate, have different aesthetics, different feels, different things, but then we can also combine them in a way as well. That's super dope. I didn't even know that. <laughs> super, super dope. Okay, now let's talk about the inspiration. I, I think it, you kind of went over this right now on as a collector and as someone that wants to exhibit their art, what does it mean to have a gallery? And yeah, so let's talk about where did you can where did this idea to make slate like ooh okay to so, so this is a great question because there's there's so many online metaverse galleries out there right there's there's uh, places like on cyber there's mona gallery there's so many other names i could actually provide probably like a list of 20 names that we found when we started doing our research but what I was learning is a lot of these places, now don't get me wrong, I don't want to like diss or disrespect any of these places because on cyber, I think they're doing awesome. Uh, Mona Gallery, I think what they're doing is awesome. The collaboration that on cyber did with RTFKT, that space pod, like super desirable, right? I don't see them as competition though. I, I see them as people that we could partner with in the future. What we wanted to do with Slate is we wanted to do it a little bit differently where instead of all these other metaverses that are focused on realistic spaces, we wanted to stretch that. And just thinking in terms of, if you read the story with Cora, you know, what are all the different spaces that she can build? and what can we do to actually play in the metaverse where we're not just copying what's already out there, you know, in real life, but we're kind of making these new experiences that are different or the physics might be a little different. So we do have all these different kinds of slates. One of the reasons why I wanted to make this actually is because I bought this NFT. It's a media rich NFT. It's called the orbs and it doesn't play on any of these other metaverses. It doesn't play on on cyber's metaverse. It doesn't play on any of these other places because those metaverses, they're essentially just equipped to play JPEGs and videos. But for our members, right, we can do so much more special things. Everyone who gets a Slate NFT is pretty much, not just a Slate NFT, but also the MLC NFT is pretty much, the, our community members will have their own dev team because they get to say, hey, you know what? I want something that looks like this. And if enough people vote on it, 
and it sounds like a really good idea, we can actually just go build it. So with other metaverses like on cyber and things like that, it will be really difficult to have that connection. But I think the way that we're building Slate, we really want to build this with the community. So feedback is very important. We'll make sure that you're heard and we'll make sure, you know, we'll make sure that we're actually building things that you want and then actually work. So one of the ways that Slate is automatically already different is we're looking at all these different media types. Not only are we looking at media types, we're also looking at ways for customer retention, which is, I think, something that some of these other metaverses probably have planned but haven't really started yet. And yeah, just like super excited. Like if you're looking at my screen right now, this piece, right? Like, what is it? And this is one of the first pieces that we're actually going to build out. So hopefully sometime by next week, what our plan is to help promote Slate, and we're really gonna need the community's help to be able to do this, is we will put other NFT collections in Slate. So let's say we put some, you know, some board apes in our Slate, that we can go to the board ape community and say, hey, check out how your NFTs would look in Slate and make it something that they would want. Because I know when I did the orbs and I was sharing the orbs prototype, it was like a, a prototype gallery. It's, there's a video of it on our Twitter. But when I was sharing that with people, people were like, how'd you do that? How can I get one? You know, so we just took that and and that that prototype was so desirable, but it didn't even really take us that long to make it. So I just can't wait till we do this. The name of this structure is called the spirals. And I'm really excited for for this structure. Hopefully you'll get to see some more models. Maybe yep. tonight. Yeah, maybe in the discord. All right, what else what else do we have? All right. Now let's talk about mint date. Kind of already revealed it, but let's just make it official. <laughs> yeah, so we plan to mint on April 15th. The way that the NFT market has gone, it's not one of those markets where people just fill into a Discord, there's like 30,000 people, everyone mints. First of all, we didn't even want to do a mint like that because we actually work really hard to make sure that we keep flippers out of our discord we really want people who are actually going to use this and even just to get a whitelist or even to get an og role it's it's i think we did a good job in finding the people who are like hardcore fans of what we're building and what we're doing so automatically the benefits are going to the right people and yeah the the price for the initial mint, it's going to be between 0.11 and 0.25 Ethereum. There's going to be several different types of NFTs. So depending on the type of NFT that you get, will that, that will tell you what the price is. And each NFT kind of unlocks a different type of slate. And when you combine the NFTs as well, they do special things as well too. And we'll have more information on that as we get closer to mint. But yeah, so if you already, if you're in the Discord and you already have the whitelist role, then I'll drop this link later. You're just going to come here. You're going to connect your Twitter. So it'll look like this where you connect your Twitter right here. It's saying waiting for services. Okay. Authorize app. Let this connect. So it's yellow. It's saying check requirements. Something is missing, which means that this account is not following these two accounts. Then I'm going to connect my Discord. When I connect my Discord, it's going to check whether you have the whitelist role. So I am the admin, I don't have a whitelist role. So it's showing yellow here as well. 
But if I had it, it would show the same color as this. This icy blue, MLC blue, green. All right, and then you're gonna connect your wallet. And then when you connect your wallet, okay, I'm not gonna share my password over here, but you connect your wallet. Maybe if I stop the share, I can connect it. Let me stop the share. Nah, I'll just, I'll just leave it. We'll, we might do it later. Anyway, that's essentially how it goes. Yeah, that will help you help you whitelist. And speaking of whitelist, I think what I promised is if you're actually watching this right now and you stayed for this entire time, I want to make sure that you get rewarded with a whitelist. So if you can do me a favor, in the YouTube comments, drop, let's see, what, what should we drop? Drop, <laughs> drop a watermelon emoji in the comments. If you drop a watermelon emoji while we are still live, then drop a, okay, not just a watermelon emoji. You also have to add your Discord username. That way we know who to add, yeah. <laughs> if you're just doing the watermelon emoji, not the Discord, we won't know who to give it to. So drop a watermelon emoji with your Discord. As long as we're still alive, we'll go back and we'll make sure that everyone is watching this video on YouTube. We'll definitely get a whitelist. All right. Any any other questions, Anna? Okay. Yes. Next, let's discuss plan collaborations. What is the plan? There are not many planned collaborations right now. As you can see, um, April 15th, it's a very recent date. And I'll, I'll actually just say, finding legit collaborations has been a little difficult. And that's for several reasons. One, we just don't have the manpower yet. The mm -hmm. second one is we've tried a little bit, but I think this space is just so rampant with scammers and spammers that I know, I know people who try to even collaborate with us a lot of times I feel like they're scammers or spammers and I block them right away. And we've had the same thing happen to us. So I think the best way to do collaborations is really through connections. And if you actually know of a project that we, we should do a collaboration with, and if you can help set that up, you know, please open up a support ticket, help set that up. We'll reward you with a whitelist as well if you're watching this afterwards. And yeah, so that's where we are with collaborations. Once we actually start minting out, then we will definitely hire a collaborations manager not to only work with projects like nft projects but mainly to connect with artists so we can bring special experiences that are curated with popular artists okay thank you yeah i can vouch for that it's been hard i guess people don't see the numbers and people are just run away which i can totally understand but we're definitely gonna work on that to actually get really really cool collaborations because i guess when once people see how dope slate is i guess they're gonna want to show off their art there i guess i hope so anyways how will these nfts look like Ooh, that is a great question so here's the thing if slate is your first nft then that's probably going to be the first NFT that you will put up in your slate. And if that's true, then it has to be something that's really amazing, something that you'll really want to put up. So the NFTs for slate, what they're going to look like, it's going to be generative art. And this generative art is going to be looping generative art, but it's going to be four dimensional geometric figures. And what I'm essentially talking about 
is different forms of a tesseract. So if, do you know what a tesseract is, Anna? I get the idea from watching Mar Marvel movies. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so the Avengers, I think that there's like a blue Tesseract or something that people try to get. Tesseract has been featured in a lot of sci-fi tales. So it was in the movie, what's that movie? Interstellar, where Matthew McConaughey, when he's going back to Earth and he like gets into this weird dimension where everything is the same and it's like behind this library, that, that was a Tesseract. So a Tesseract is a four-dimensional cube. And... Mm -hmm. These NFTs, they're going to be generative art where you're going to get a four-dimensional cube projected on a 3D screen, and it's going to be animated. So you can see this Tesseract go in for, from four-dimensional space to three-dimensional space. And the Tesseract is a four-dimensional cube, but that's not the only one you will get. So there's going to be five others, and these are all essentially hyper-geometric figures that are all four-dimensional figures. And the reason why these work is they're actually known as like the perfect shape. So a tesseract, the rule to make these is all the sides have to be equal. So you can do it with a triangle with all equal sides or a square or a pentagon, um, et cetera. So there's only six different shapes that actually work that you can take into a four dimensional space. And all of these will be computer generated art that will be pretty much like a fine art masterpiece that you can hang on your wall. And people will be like, whoa, what is that? Like, who made that? And that's FSW3, baby. Like, we're not just, you know, we're, we're artists at heart. This is an art collective at heart. Yeah. Artists, futurists, builders. So if you're any of these things, you're definitely in the right place. All right. I think the, we covered all the questions. Sweet. All right. I, I had a lot of fun. We did headlines with MLC. We ended with Slate AMA. Oh, I didn't say what to put in the YouTube chat. Oh, yeah, I did. The watermelon emoji with your Discord username. By the way, guys, the work function is still on in the Discord. I'm going to turn it off tonight. So make sure you make all your claims, collect your daily rewards. I hope you're super excited about Slate. If you have any of the questions that we didn't touch upon, leave it in the comments below. If you're actually watching all the way throughout the end of this video, then obviously you got some value. So do me a favor, hit that like button, that subscribe button. Again, my name is Robin Copernicus with Metaverse Land Club, the Think Tank Toolkit community to help investor entrepreneurs grow generational wealth. And I am joined by... Miss Anna, it was nice to, I had a lot of fun. Like, I had a lot of fun. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for being part of the community, of, of course. Yeah, we love y'all. We love hanging out with you guys on the, on the Discord. And thank you so much for the support on Twitter, on YouTube, and everywhere. Like, it, it's amazing the community that we built because I feel like I pretty much know every single person by name. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, guys, this is Anna and Robin Copernicus. Boom, bam, I'm out. Bye.